Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com This is The Real Bottom Line, where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about the one thing that you should never delegate. Welcome to the Real Bottom Line Financial Besties Edition. Thank you for joining Francis and I as we're going to dig down into Chief Financial Officer stuff. Right. And, and why you should be your own Chief Financial Officer. Perfect. Set us up. What does a CFO do? And, why sh- and, and then we'll get into why you can't delegate that. Yeah. Okay. So the CFO has four sort of main areas of, of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other ones too, <laughs> but the four main, the four main ones. So the the first main one is getting it done, making sure that everything is getting done, including paying the taxes, right? Making sure that money is aside for that, um, making sure that the the information flow is working in the business, so that when something happens, it's showing up where yeah. it's supposed to show up. The next thing they do is they make sure that you have the information you need in order to make the decisions you have to make. So, you know, making decisions in your business isn't just like, oh, well, I think this is going to work. You need to have data and and you need to be able to look at what's going on in your business and in your industry and then make an informed decision. So that's part of a CFO skills is being able to do that. Then the next one is is testing ideas. So, um, you know, you put together a strategic plan for your business Um, As you're going through it, you're saying, well, can I do this or that? You know, I want to get this done. What's it going to take to do it? And so part of the CFO skill set is to be able to test these things quickly and easily so that you know what's going to work. And that means like understanding measurements and knowing, you know, is this a yes or a no? When the measurement may not be just yes or no, it may be, well, sort of. (laughs) So where's that line? Yeah. And then the final thing is planning in your business, being able to know that you've got cash coming forward and you know where it is, um, knowing um, when and what, when and upon what to spend your money. Right. So in other words, your to-do list for your business, which is another way of saying your budget and right. And then also just creating models just different models that you can look at in your business to say, should I do this or should I do that? Again, decision-making is a big part of it. Absolutely. So those are sort of the main areas. And the more you understand of that, the more you're, this will help you in your business. So one of the questions I get is, if I do this, isn't this just layering on a whole more, a whole other role on top of what I'm doing now? And my answer to that is, no, this helps you do the role that you're doing now, because it, it means that you're 
in close touch with the information in your business and you've now developed the skill sets of of modeling testing decision making um and and being able to that will help you as you're yes. being the ceo of your business so what i'm hearing is it's a little bit of a level of formality to your business and your processes that will help you as ceo and I know when I think about some of the business owners I talk to, they're like, oh, my God, well, that's what I hire people to do. And I, I honestly think that you may not necessarily have to, to do the actual day-to-day -day data entry, data, whatever. But I think you have to understand enough to know how to read your books, how to know if something's going on, and if it's going the way you want it to go. And I think that um, I've seen a number of cases, even just recently, Francis, where really sophisticated business owners have left someone else completely in charge and what and and now they are you know millions of dollars short because yes. of um nefarious things and and honestly and if they had been more with the pulse more looking at what the measurements were this may not have happened so yes. i think it's super important that you stay close to your numbers whether you're doing it or not. And I think that's where this be your own CFO. You may even have a CFO, but man, oh man, yeah. you need to be sitting next to him or her um, when it comes time to make decisions and to review. Yeah. And to understand what's going on in your business. Yeah. Um, I one of the things I, I call a cash flow sleep aid, right? Because yeah. you know, knowing what's happening with your cash going forward helps you sleep because that's the one thing that keeps our entrepreneurs up at night, right? Yeah. Is yeah. worrying about cash. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I think of it too, because um, I think of how do you know, I, the one that really resonated for me was information to make good decisions. Because mm -hmm. I think what happens sometimes is that we've delegated the bookkeeping, we've delegated the taxes, and yeah, maybe we're paying attention. But have we, have we paid enough attention to make sure that the data we're getting from that bookkeeping exercise is actually what we need? And I right. think that some of my clients who are running really great service industry businesses that are somewhat project-based, and I will ask them, okay, so what's the average profit margin on your last three jobs? And they can't tell me because mm -hmm. they have not been tracking the right data. So how do they make the right decisions about which jobs or which projects to undertake in the future if they can't even go back and see what happened on the last bunch? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've come across that lots of times. And yeah, I had, I had one client, she owned a, a shop um, and she had been really promoting one line of clothing. Mm -hmm. And when we went through her, her books and we realized that the her gross margin on that line was the smallest yeah. of all of the lines that she had. So, I mean, it was a good, it was a, a, a prestige line. So it yeah. brought people in. So, but what she did is she took it from the front of the store and put it in the back and right. put the higher margin things in the front. And it made a huge difference. So one right? piece of data impacted a decision and a tactic that made her have more sales. Yeah, there it is right there. And that right? is and the value of the information. And if you don't have it, how do you know? Yeah. And yeah. I see that as, I think one of the, I think I see it a lot as kind of the, almost the weakest part, especially as we're going through those stages of business where we are still doing a lot of the technician stuff. 
So we're not looking at things from a 30,000 foot view all the time and understanding what the impact of different services and different products are and where should we focus? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When, when I had my bookkeeping business and I would, the first, you know, like we would have a three hour session to just get yep. going. The whole time was just talking about what information do you need in your business and just talking about the business. And quite frankly, most bookkeepers don't do that. Yeah. They, you know, like they're not trained to do that. It, the only reason I did it is because I was an entrepreneur and I knew right. that that's, you know, that's what I would have wanted. So that's what I gave. So, yeah, like you have to recognize that um, you may think that your bookkeeper is on top of that, but there's a really good chance he or she isn't because that's not what you've hired them to do. You've hired them to follow the system. Right. And if the system is not properly designed, then it's tough because they're not the strategist to come up with the system. You may need to actually engage with a strategy level uh, CFO type, you know, Mm -hmm. that can help you figure those pieces out and then help translate that to what do you need to be tracking in your, in your chart of accounts to make those decisions. I think that's very important. So what is your advice to people? Because bookkeepers, you know, it's kind of like the one thing I want to hire, I want to outsource immediately. And I think that it's, it's very rarely in the expertise of the entrepreneur, the bookkeeping side. And it's, you know, it's the thing they procrastinate on. It's the thing they don't necessarily spend the time on. So if, if you were advising someone on how to find a bookkeeper, what do you tell them? Oh, ask other business owners uh, until you find business owners who are really, really happy with their bookkeeper and then hire that bookkeeper, <laughs> right? Do you think you should focus on bookkeepers that are industry specific or generalists? What are you th- thoughts? Um, well, so I was a generalist and what I really enjoyed about that was being able to bring best practices from one industry into another industry. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that that was really important. Um, now, having said that, I did develop some expertise in a couple of industries because they had very specific um, accounting things, <laughs> to use the jargon, um, <laughs> right? So, um, and, and then let's also talk about the fact that you've, there's bookkeepers and bookkeepers will come to your place or, or virtually um, monthly or quarterly so that you're getting your information on a regular basis. You, and then you would hire an accountant yes. to take the information from the whole year and do your tax planning and, you know, other planning. And then you hire a financial planner to help you with your wealth planning and, you know, all the sure magic that, all that, that you do. Together, working exactly. Together, on the same page. So that's, that's how that works. I, I and I used that. to tell people that um, that I can do it faster than you can worry about it because I would talk to, and it's true because I would talk to business owners and they'd say, I try to set aside every Sunday afternoon and I end up wasting the afternoon because I don't actually do it, but I kind of do it and I don't do anything I else. I feel guilty and terrible the entire time. Yeah. I great myself yeah. because I don't like doing this, but yet I have to do this. Mm. So true. Yeah, and then it gets behind and then stuff gets lost. And so I I almost always paid for myself um, because in things yes. like finding input tax credits for HST, you know, finding thing accounts receivable that hadn't been paid. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Um, I want to circle back a bit for the CFO piece because you that's part of your expertise is actually training people on how to be their own CFO, which is obviously it could probably be a little overwhelming to know where to start. So if, if you were saying I'm an entrepreneur and I want to be my own CFO, I want to be at that level, no matter how big a team I have, where do I start? What is the first thing I need to, to maybe spend time with, master, learn, etc.? Yeah. Um, so, well, hire me. <laughs> um, <laughs> straight up. Um, you really have to get very clear on what you want to do with your business. Mm, clarity. Okay. Clarity. And then your financial plan then supports that and makes sure that it can happen. Yes. Right. Because that, and a lot of times that's a piece that gets missing. Somebody makes an awesome strategic plan, but if the financial part of it isn't part of it, yeah. then, um, then it won't happen. And, and that's that in a lot of cases, that's what happens with a strategic plan is, yeah, you've got this great idea to do something, but if you don't have the money available, when it comes time to do that, then it's and, not going to uh, work. So I yeah. Think so yeah, time. understanding what you want. Sorry. Yeah, I love it. Clarity, <laughs> understanding, perfect. I think the real bottom line here is you don't need to put the account, the accountant slash bookkeeper hat on, but you do need to put your CFO hat on. Thanks for Absolutely. joining us. Your business is making a profit. You're growing, but you may still feel like you don't fully have a grasp on how to make the best use of this success. Don't worry, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Wendy Brookhouse, creator of the Total Wealth Accelerator and host of this podcast. I've developed a quick and easy tool that will give you a detailed snapshot of where you're currently at in your business and wealth growth and how you can improve upon it. It's called your financial diagnostic score. It's completely free and you'll instantly get the results. So head over to TotalWealthScore.com right now and see where you can focus to grow your wealth. Wow, there was just so much learning in this episode. Do you want more? I have a special offer for the right entrepreneur, a complimentary one-on-one -on -one coaching session that is all about you, your business, and your goals so that you can accelerate your business and start to accelerate the growth of your network. Head over to wealthcoachwithwendy.com. There you will find a letter that kind of outlines all the details of this offer and also an application form. We have an application form because there's such a limited number of, of slots that we're opening up for this that we want to make sure that the people that um, uh, do are successful in getting the slot, we can make the biggest difference with. So head over to wealthcoachingwithwendy.com and apply today. Thanks.